0: Welcome, everyone, to Screams After Midnight. I am Peter, and joining me, as always, is Tim. Thanks for having me. <laughs> you used that in Vampire Month, I'm sure, at some point. <laughs> hey, werewolves have fangs, too. I mean, they do, but it's not it's, it's not as relevant to them. Eh? This is a horror movie podcast. We get together, we talk <laughs> about a movie we've watched, uh, and somehow we didn't ever do American Werewolf in London so it's wow. were- werewolf month <laughs> we're here uh so we're going to talk about it <laughs> it's time <laughs> it's time um this was going to be the finale of werewolf month but we're going to over time we've got one more werewolf movie for you next week <laughs> uh so look american to werewolves in paris <laughs> it's definitely not that although we're going to have to do that at some point especially now that we've done I- the first one but
1: I am I mean, I'm calling it right now. That that has to be Patreon. <laughs> One. Is, is that That's, bonus uh, level? Patreon-ass level,
0: yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, is it regular po- Patreon level, or is it going to be like a, a new $100 tier? You want access to American Wolf <laughs> of Paris? You're going you to have to make it worth a worth while. <laughs>
1: Uh I I mean we'll we'll keep it regular for now, but honestly I, I think it would be worth like a hundred dollar level.
0: <laughs> oh boy, that movie. <laughs> yes. Uh regular bonus episodes for the record are just one dollar <clears throat> per month on patreon.com slash plus TV. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's fantastic value, quite frankly. <laughs> uh but yeah, so I mean probably one of the most famous modern werewolf movies uh, ever. Mm-hmm. And I you know, modern it may sound a bit silly now that it's forty years old. But <clears throat> Uh, you know it's more modern in the sense that it's the modern era it's not you know wolfman it's not classic universal it's the mm-hmm. it's a more modern universal movie it's uh the story of a couple of american tourists uh one gets killed the other is uh you know infected as a werewolf mm-hmm. and the movie's about him you know building up to him turning and that's basically it i mean i don't I really have a whole <laughs> lot more in depth to say about the actual plot yeah uh, we'll get into it in spoilers, which we'll get to, of course, after warning you. We're in spoiler-free territory right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's the big, just Obviously, we've both seen this before. Uh, yeah. Probably a few times, at least, if not more. Oh, yeah. So, uh, what is your general opinion on American Werewolf in London?
1: Oh, I mean, I, I absolutely love this movie. I think it's phenomenal. Uh, it's... Jeez, uh, uh, where to begin? I mean, it's... There's... <laughs> I mean, I, I really can't think of like much that's like wrong with the movie. Uh, I, I think it's, I, I mean, I guess the big thing you know people talk about is like the special effects, like the transformation scene. Uh, you know, like you said, it's like almost 40 years old, but it still looks absolutely phenomenal. It's the, the special effects are so good. Uh, you know, I, 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 it's a very simple story, but uh, yeah, I think it really works. It's uh, actually very funny. You know, uh, I like the mythology. It, it builds uh you know because I, I like you know something like the little touches like the you know like seeing the the ghosts of the victims you killed uh yeah you know, i think it's like a really cool idea um you know I, I i think the you know the main character uh you know is very likable you know him like a along with a i guess like you'd say like the his love interest the nurse um you know also uh, very likable and uh i don't know it's just it's, it's just <laughs> so good uh it's one of those uh like movies that you just put on and uh i don't know, it really captivates me i don't know, i'm a uh big big fan of this movie i guess i could tell very passionate <laughs> very enthusiastic
0: uh i like the movie a lot uh i don't know if i have quite the same levels of unmitigated passion <laughs> that uh tim is displaying here um mm-hmm. <laughs> is, it, is it because you see his pee pee is that why you like it so much you sees PP. pee pee of course yeah Yeah. That's, okay. yeah. <laughs> just checking
1: the rest I can do without yes <laughs> and that's that's what I meant by special effects I mean, the special effects were great in this movie uh,
0: uh, yes of course <laughs> uh no I, I mean it's uh, I, I, much like a lot of werewolf movies it's about your your main character being bit and then the either the, the slow mm-hmm. transformation slash the build to the full moon where the transformation is going to happen uh in contrast to Ginger Snaps, which was last week, where is this sort of slow transformation, where you know the the the, the taste of blood, the the, the 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 thirst for violence and the kill and so on, that's all sort of coming yeah. in slowly over the course of this. Here, it's a little bit different in that it's more that he starts sort of like you know, like like <coughs> you said, seeing dead people that have been related to the werewolf deaths before and. Uh, sort of like all warning signs that are maybe a bit more vague, where he doesn't necessarily believe it completely mm-hmm. that he's going to turn into a werewolf. So the actual transformation is a bit more like, no. Once the the night of the full moon hits, it's like, okay, <laughs> things just you know yeah. change completely. <laughs> it wasn't so. Mm-hmm. Um, so the time it spends building up to that is is very much uh, about character building. It's about making you care about them. It it wants to give you this sort of, you know. Light-hearted in places, there's definitely some comedy sprinkled into the film. Although, yeah. I, I wouldn't call it a comedy by any means, but there's definitely... No, no, no. ...funny stuff in there. But I want you to, mm-hmm. I want you to like him, I want you to like uh, Jenny Agart's character, uh, Alex the Nurse, uh, To uh, is very good in this film. She's she, been mm-hmm. in a bunch of stuff uh, around this time period. Logan's run, of course. Uh, she went on Where? to be the mum and Child's Play 2, and much more recently <laughs> than that, she oh, was like uh, in Avengers and uh, Winter Soldier, so... um. Yeah. So, you know. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I think the, the werewolf transformation is very good. The actual full finish werewolf, I think, is a little bit shakier, but the, the transformation mm. stuff is quite good. Um, yeah. Again, the actual... And I said this about Ginger Snaps last week, but the, the, the visceral nature of the werewolf kills... Uh, particularly the one you know of, of his friend which is not a spoiler because that's kind of the, the start of the mm. movie it's just the, the setup right. is that he he survives when his friend doesn't um mm. and you have a lot of culture shock stuff you have because obviously i mean it's in the title of the movie he's an american yeah. <laughs> in london uh or other parts of the uk and the characterization of some of these these people uh was kind of cracking me up in some <laughs> ways uh we'll talk about that as we, as we go through it but Mm-hmm. Uh, some people are very. I'll say this. I I I don't think I've ever considered a a doctor and nurse relationship to be quite as drill sergeant orientated <laughs> as the hospital we get here uh, as it's presented. But uh, yeah, so I, I mean, yeah, the character is very likable. Um, it mm-hmm. builds up. It's a tragedy of a film because it's it's basically always building to one particular end, and there's like almost no other yeah. uh, solution to it um essentially i think it's uh in all honesty though i I think it is a pretty bold
1: uh take on it because i i feel like other movies i mean i guess it's a little hard to talk about without spoilers but i I feel like a lot of movies would not go there they would try to find some other resolution but yeah i i I like what it does
0: (laughs) you know i i I do too uh, i think uh it's it's kind of funny actually watching it again. You kind of forget how it breaks down structurally uh, because I, <laughs> I, for some reason, I always remember it getting to a certain point much quicker. But the the first full transformation is over an hour out of the movie. Like this is quite yeah. late on. I, I don't think I remember that when I, when I think about it back in my head. I, I, the surprise. Yeah, I,
1: I, I would say like like in general, most of the werewolf stuff is kind of you know saved towards the end, uh, and I I feel like you know there might be a complaint in other movies but here i i think uh the the character is like so well done and uh you know adding that like wrinkle with the you know like the ghosts of the victims and everything like gives you like some extra horror elements where it doesn't feel like you're constantly looking at your watch waiting for the werewolf to you know to happen um and you know like even stuff like you know, there's like some dream sequences and stuff, which is, you know, something we complain about in a lot of movies. But I actually think it does like work here, and, um, you know, it's, uh, it, you know, it does a good job of like giving you other stuff uh, while you're waiting for kind of like, you know, the meat do, of the
0: movie. Do you want to I, do I know why happened. the dream sequence in this isn't a problem? i t- I can tell you. I can. It's, sure. a, it's pretty simple. <laughs> is that. The dream sequence in this is, isn't doing the same thing as the rest of the movie. When, when I get mad in a, a shit movie... That's true. Let's take The Boy, for example, where <laughs> it'll do, like, creepy supernatural things and then she'll wake mm. up and none of it really happened. But the creepy supernatural mm. stuff that was happening in the dreams is still kind of like what's typically going on in the movie anyway. So it's just a really mm. weird fake out. In this movie the the dream sequence involves a dead character mm. sort of walking around as a zombie uh, stabbing someone so mm. it never feels sheep when he wakes up because like of course that mm. was a dream Th- that's nothing like what any of the rest of the movie is it was it's so <clears> distinct and like otherworldly and uh, <clears> i mean it represents something it is important because the the whole movie one, once he's been bit and he's been warned by the ghost essentially that uh, he's going to turn into a werewolf and hurt people is that you know? It's, and, it's the fear of him leading to the deaths of people around him, uh, in particular this one that he cares about. So it has really? it has meaning. Does it? There's, there's re- 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 relevance is the word I'm looking for. And it has <laughs> uh you know. So basically, the point I'm making here is the boy is shit, right? Your next, <laughs> what's your next point? Well, no,
1: but no. <laughs> but no I, I mean, I agree. Like, not a lot of movies can pull that off. While well. like the boy in this are like two good examples of that <laughs> are able to <laughs> utilize that. How dare uh. you? <laughs> um, But no, yeah, it's like, it, it, it's funny. Cause if you think about it, like it's it, in a way, I, I think it is kind of tough to talk about. Cause it, it's not like there's a lot of intricate things to happen. You know, there's kind of like a, a few major things, especially like, you know, horror wise that you mm-hmm. kind of want to harp on. Uh, but it's not like the movie feels shortchanged or anything. Uh, it's like there is a lot of like depth and everything there. And again, it's you know it's like a lot of character stuff and um, and whatnot. But it it's it's never boring or or anything like uh, you know even the non horror stuff. I, I feel like is entertaining. And again, it's you know because it's, it's directed well. It has you know good characters, good performances. Um, yeah, and it, as. I really like it. And, um, and yeah, like you mentioned too, uh, you know, just the, the setting and everything I, you know, I like, um, you know, seeing the, you know, like, you don't see like a lot of like eighties horror movies, (laughs) you know, like, uh, taking place, uh, you know, in London and, and I like, you know, even before, like when they're just kind of traveling the countryside and, you know, going through the moors and the, um, what's the name of the bar? Is it the slaughtered lamb? that yeah slaughter sort of yeah yeah like I, I like all like the, you know the, the bar people there and it's like a very yeah it's a different kind of like British person you than, know I actually later on <laughs> I
0: just noticed in the cast list that Rick Mail was one of the actors in there and I never recognized him because he's obviously much younger than I'm used to seeing him uh, you do not know who that mm-hmm. is but uh, p- people uh, yeah. who are fans of uh, Bottom are uh, possible the young ones uh, oh
1: okay
0: I, I know the young ones, you know um, the young ones um i
1: i haven't watched a, a lot of it but uh yeah i know
0: of it yeah he's actually younger mm-hmm. than the young ones than he is here but i mean and mm-hmm. the young ones he's dressed like a like a punk like a punk or... yeah so it wasn't as obvious <laughs> uh what if i of the other actors there's the chess player sort of main one who's really angry sounding and in, in the pub mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. like, it was really bugging me, like, what else I know him from, because I definitely know his voice and his face from something. He's actually an Alien 3, of all things, but <laughs> okay. <laughs> but again, he's very distinct the way he speaks in that movie, and it's very, you know, he's got a very distinct angry voice, <laughs> so, yeah. he, uh, which he does use in this quite a bit as well. Um, mm-hmm. Now, the it sound's interesting, because obviously it doesn't start off in London, it starts out in this, you know, middle of nowhere uh, in the north of England. Uh, where they're hitchhiking and and doing whatever, um, before they get bit. And mm-hmm. once it does move to London, I think what's interesting watching it. Obviously, I mean, I've I've literally been in London once my entire life. But you know, UK mm-hmm. is the UK, so it's funny seeing some of the things that are were still kind of true in 1981 that are today, but in other <laughs> things that are completely different. Like I had no idea porn theaters were a thing in like London. <laughs> that that. I've never seen one of these in my it, life.
1: For uh, uh, for some reason, it, I always feel like um, that there is a a weird connection between porn theaters and werewolf movies, just because of this movie. Oh, and the howling, howling! Yeah, the howling! Yeah, <laughs> like two of the most like you know notable werewolf movies for some reason have like po- like scenes in a
0: porno theater. Very odd. Uh, <laughs> actually, the the porn movie. See, yeah, and this is not spoiler stuff because it's just the porn movie that's on, but. Mm-hmm. The part of moving this on is oddly kind of funny. Because like, you see, like, a little bit of it. And it's like, so this woman and guy, obviously, are, are getting down. And uh, this other guy walks in and goes, uh, how dare you? You promised me you would never do this. And the guy who was having sex with the goes, I never promised you no such thing. He's like, not you, you idiot. And then he looks at the woman. And the woman's like, what? I've never met you before in my life. And the guy who, who barged in, who's topless, by the way, he's got this big mustache. He goes, oh. Sorry, then I just box out. <laughs> what? what? What was that? Did David Lynch direct this porno?
1: What? <laughs> it, you know, it feels like a very surprising joke. Uh, I feel like for the time period, but it it also does feel like a very British joke. Like I can mm. see that kind of like weird, absurdist British humor. Uh, like mm. I mean, maybe not in the eighties. I don't know. Uh, I haven't seen as, as much like 80s British stuff, but like I, I could definitely see like a British joke like that.
0: Yeah, I wonder, uh, I wonder what sort of consult because John Landis wrote and directed this. And I wonder, mm-hmm. is he like, did he ever live in the UK or does he, or did he have like a consultant for like a lot of Great this British question, stuff yeah. just to like, you know, get a lot? Because there was a lot of little things that kind of stuck out to me. Like when, when the, at one point, uh, David, the main character, is watching some TV. And there's, like, you know, talk of the news of the world, which is a British newspaper and stuff like that. Mm. Or even, actually, the thing that really stuck out to me is that one of the channels is off-air, and, and this actually brought some flashbacks for me because the the, the image that's, that used to be on, like, a broadcast channel when it was off-air, although mm. why it was off-air in the middle of the day when he was watching, <coughs> I don't know. But uh, it's, like, this image of, like, a girl with, like, a... Like a I thought it was a blackboard or, like, a, like a canvas for painting... But she's sort of mm-hmm. sitting there, and then around it is the grey kind of, like, test pattern stuff. But this image of this girl in the middle was still being used as the broadcast is done for the day as late as probably around 2000. Because I remember oh, seeing wow. this as a kid. Uh, <laughs> so that that was there for a long time. I don't, I don't know why it was this image, but it was. Yeah. That's a... Yeah, that, that's a very good point.
1: Like, I, um you know i i mean i i'm no expert obviously but like yeah i i have watched like you know a pretty decent amount of like um you know british uh tv shows and you know i've read plenty of like um you know comic books from like uh british writers and stuff so like i don't know i i feel like i, I mean i if if you want to correct me or if people want to uh you know uh, correct us about anything but like i don't know it, it feels pretty authentic to me it doesn't really feel like an American just being like, oh, what do British people say? Oi, wish the queen. <laughs> you know, like, uh, it's just nah. like a bunch of stuff like that, you know?
0: They, I mean, something is, this may just be a, like a, a time period thing rather than it's mm-hmm. incorrect, but I did feel like there were, the only thing that I felt was overdone mm-hmm. is that mm-hmm. every time they were talking about TV, they said mm-hmm. telly every single time. And it I felt don't. a little bit overdone to me where I'm like, yeah, telly said, I mean, I don't really say it, but it is said, but it felt like every single time someone said TV, they said telly instead. And it, that stuck yeah, out to yeah. me a little bit. But I, th- I don't know if that's just because, yeah, in 1981, everyone would have said that. And no one would have mm-hmm. even said TV or uh, whatever, you know? Uh, yeah. They may have said, yeah. to you know, you watch it on the box? Because that was like something clues <laughs> to, to say. It uh, yeah. doesn't really work anymore. I think Flat Screen's kind of killed that nickname. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> Not really a box anymore. Um... <laughs> But no, I, I, uh, hmm. I, I, I think for the most part the, the the setting doesn't feel forced or like it's doing weird things. Um, the the only stuff that comes off as weird is weird for other reasons. Like you know, everyone in the pub acting so strange that those outsiders there. That's yeah. that's got nothing to do with it being England. That's just to do with it. Oh, they're the weird town who knows about the werewolf, so they're acting yeah. cagey. So you know, <coughs> uh, whatever. Um. But yeah, everything in the city for the most part. Yeah. Uh, you know, um, it's nice to know that the, the underground logo has not changed in like 40 years. So <laughs> that's nice. Uh, yeah. um So, but I mean, yeah, that's, that's good. Uh, yeah. Uh, soundtrack's very notable, and every song in the soundtrack oh, yeah, yeah. has the word moon in it. A little bit of trivia <laughs> for you. And uh, it,
1: it, it fits the movie really well. Uh, like, the. I don't know if you know, like, I, I don't know, I, I guess I don't want to go as far to say as this is like that kind of ironic music, uh, you know, casting that we kind of get in like movies nowadays that like really irks me. Um, mm-hmm. but I, I think it actually like, yeah, fits really well, uh, in here and it doesn't feel like, you know, um, too like, I don't know, weaky to the camera, uh, I guess <laughs> like, I don't know, maybe it helps, I, I don't know, I, I like the songs, I think they're actually good, but I don't know, it, I think it flows uh, with the movie pretty good.
0: Yeah, no, for the most part, yeah, there's a couple of good songs in there uh, that stick out to me the most. Uh, Yeah, uh, so I don't know if there's much more to say without spoilers, Uh, mm-hmm. so I guess I'll just say th- thank you to our Patreon producers at the time of recording. Obviously the Christmas tree kind of gives it away that we're recording this in advance, Tim's going on paternity leave, <laughs> uh, but the Patreon producers at the time of recording are as follows. Tyler Hess, Cindy Palacios, David Shaw, Bornow, Al Tribesman Christopher Moy, Brett Williams and David Brown, thank you to you all they are Patreon producers uh, meaning they are $20 or more at patreon.com slash TV. but you can of course support us for as little as $1 per month and that helps us show it a lot, it helps everything we do at TV a lot, you get bonus episodes, they're on pause just now with uh, the paternity leave but they'll be back soon and you get the access to the back catalogue though uh, there's new bonus Ace episodes coming out and all sorts you still get early access to new episodes that are coming out every week at the five dollar tier so uh, go have a look and see if you want to help support us and get some bonus goodies for your troubles and of course you can also support us for free by doing simple little things like hitting the like button rating the podcast on itunes five stars and that sort of thing. so uh thank you very much and enjoy the show <laughs> <laughs> I put myself in yeah. a corner, okay? I put myself in the corner with the, the tone of voice and the way the sentence was ending. I had to say something else. Mm-hmm. What do you want from me? All right. That's all good. <laughs> so, full spoilers then for an American werewolf in London. Uh, so, yeah, I, mean, I think the other things I want to talk about the start uh, mm-hmm. is when they get to the pub, because they, they're hitchhiking, they're in like a like a sheep truck, and mm-hmm. they end up walking to this pub, and it's gets cold, and... Uh, they come in and everyone immediately stops and they all stare at them <laughs> and like it's like they'll, you know they let them come in and they sit down and they, they want some you know hot some hot to drink or eat and there's nothing in there but she'll make them tea that's the one thing she's got that's not booze uh but they tried it's,
1: it's kind of, i think it's kind of funny just the back and forth of being like uh, do you have this like we don't got that like how about this like we don't got that like uh what do you have that's warm it's like we got tea it's like Alright, uh, or we have, like, tea or whatever. He's like, alright, uh, do you have that? And he's like, we don't got that, but I can make you something. <laughs> like, that's, that's funny.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, so... Everyone's very, like, quiet and weird, and it, at least this guy telling the story about Americans, there's this joke about remembering the Alamo. Um... Uh- <laughs> and... It, like... It all it all comes off really weird, like the, to the point where when they even ask about the the, the symbol on the wall, which is clearly like a symbol to like protect the pub from werewolves, uh, from context, uh, like the, the dart player misses the dart board and he turns very seriously and goes, "I've never missed that board before." <laughs> what really? In your entire life playing darts, you've never missed the. Mm. Come on, come on. Uh-oh. Maybe it's a new board they just put in. Okay, all right, sure. So, <laughs> it's a only new been board. there for a few days. <laughs> uh, very possibly. Um, but, I mean, I, I think what... So so the pub stuff comes off to me as a little bit uh, cliched at first, but what I do like mm-hmm. about it is once they leave and it cuts back to the pub and they're kind of like saying... You know, because I think the uh, the barmaid's saying... Oh, you can't just let them go out there like that. Come on. Like, we can't just let them walk out there. We know what's going to happen to them. And them all basically denying that they hear anything. Because they hear the wolf howling and everyone's like, I didn't hear anything. Nah, me neither. <laughs> and then they hear it again. It's like, nope, they don't hear anything. So there is kind of this uh, this guilt quality to it where I, yeah. I like this kind of debate that they're internally having with themselves to well, not to get involved and try and help. Um I think the guilt is something that plays into the movie as a theme because when Jack gets bit and the wolf sort of jumps out and starts mauling him and he's screaming for his life and mm-hmm. just all these quick cuts of him screaming and the the the, the, the rustling in the blood is that mm-hmm. David immediately just runs away and leaves yeah. him there to die <laughs> and he does he does eventually he gets like so far and goes no I I can't leave Jack and he turns back around uh and at this point i'm like what's the point he's he's, he's long gone <laughs> he's yeah. pointless but I, I think that guilt i think part of this the scene, the dead body it's not just about the warnings that he's given him i think there's also a bit of guilt uh in there f- sure. with that uh oh yeah but he does get attacked I mean, it... uh all the all the people from the bar shop with shotguns though and like shoot the wolf um i do like that you see uh like the the human like yeah because we, we need to look just before he passes out like David looks over and he sees like a human being with a bullet hole, you know, wound on the side. Uh, I I think that's very important. It does contradict something later on the film, though. If if you take it as fact, the thing that's brought up later, which is that you have to be in love with the werewolf to kill it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so which one of these farmers was uh, (laughs) in love with this dude? I'm just curious. It's a good point. (laughs) Uh, I mean, uh, to be fair, I think I'll take the, you know, you have to be in love with the werewolf to kill it. I'll take that as more of Mm. a, just a a metaphor rather than a literal thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. is Is that a completely new myth?
1: Or, I'm trying to think, like, I don't know, oh, was I'd, that part of the lore of, like, the original Wolfman?
0: Well, they bring right. up Wolfman, actually, because when when David's trying to explain it to Alex, mm-hmm. he brings up the Wolfman and talks about, you know, Lon Chaney and all that. Um, mm-hmm. It's been too long, and we've not done the Wolfman yet. I'm sure we'll refresh our yeah. minds at some point, but uh, I don't remember. It's been too long. Nor do I. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: It's, uh yeah you know, I, I, I mean, I hate to say it, like, you know, I, I do appreciate the, the look of it and everything, but, I was never big on that Universal Wolfman. I know. Out I mean, of all of them, especially like, yeah, compared to Dracula and Frankenstein, Invisible Man, Creature, like, yeah, it's not
0: my favorite. I speak sauce. I speak sauce. That said, though, compared to the 2010 one, it looks like a goddamn masterpiece. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Benicio Del Toro versus Anthony Hopkins in a werewolf duel. <laughs> I uh, yeah
1: I recently re- rewatched that and yeah I wouldn't say the movie is good but uh, the, there was one scene that I, I I do think is quite good in that movie uh, when he's like attacking all like the professors or doctors or whatever in that like classroom. I mean, um, I'll be
0: honest, I saw it in theaters. I do not remember yeah. what you're talking it's, about at I,
1: all. Yeah, I mean, it's one scene in the movie. Like the the rest, unfortunately, ends up being just a little bit too dull and, and boring. But um, I'll give it credit though. I like that one part. <laughs>
0: Uh, what, what cracked me up so he wakes up in hospital right David wakes up in mm-hmm. hospital and we're to in Jenny Aguirre's character Alex who's kind of just a nurse taking care of him and there's a second nurse and they kind of banter a little bit uh, the other nurse is a bit of a perv because she checked out his dick <laughs> for no yeah. reason other than she wanted to check out his <laughs> dick which like alright but problematic but whatever uh, so yeah the, the, the doctor comes in and is very drill sergeant the way he talks to the nurses mm-hmm. which kind of stuck out to me uh, the, the whole the whole thing with her falling for him though uh, alex that mm-hmm. is is they actually bizarrely felt like it was i felt like I, uh, it feels a bit quick to me right in the context yeah, of thinking that, about yeah. it but mm-hmm. i will say that thinking about a film that's completely unrelated to this from a few years later a little known picture you might have heard of called back to the future uh, mm-hmm. doc explains in that movie that the reason why lorraine falls for marty the way she does when he goes back in time is uh, i can't remember what he calls it but there's this condition this this thing that nurses sometimes get where they fall in love with their patients yeah um, isn't that um like florence nightingale syndrome or something like that that might be right i can't remember but uh but I, for some reason as as i was thinking ha- thinking this thought that she was falling for him a bit quick i thought of that speech from back to the future I went oh okay all right you know what i get it <laughs> she sees him as like this you know sympathetic dude who needs help and she used to take care of him and yeah. Uh I
1: I think there there's definitely that and then I think the real easy explanation is I mean they're both just like really good looking. Like
0: <laughs> I mean, okay, like really sure. good looking people want to hook up <laughs> with each other. So <laughs> Uh and you're saying this from experience? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah, basically he keeps freaking out thinking he's seen his dead friend who tells him he has to die because he's going to kill people if he doesn't. Um, he has Wait, some one, Real quick, one, oh. one,
1: one thing though. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm sure they're probably around the same age, but for some reason I always get the feeling that like Alex is like, def- like is a, a good bit older than him. I don't know if it's just because like <laughs> British people just sound more adult <laughs> than like, <laughs> um, American men. <laughs> <laughs> but i know she she always seemed uh, uh, a bit older not not to say that like yeah she's not uh you know like she she's still very attractive and a very likable charming person so it, you know it still makes sense that you know he would i, I can uh, give you the, the accurate
0: her, but... i can give you the accurate figures for the actress here hit me hit me up she is one year younger than he is wow. I would not have guessed that. <laughs> <laughs> he he was 30 when this came out, she was twenty nine. Okay. See
1: I I don't know, maybe it's uh, I, I also maybe like I first saw this when I was younger, so just you know, anyone who's that age just seems a lot older or whatever, but I don't know, she always rang as a, a bit older than me. Nothing wrong with that, just <laughs>
0: something <laughs> Uh how dare you insult uh Jenny Agar. And her and i love her she's great um <laughs> <laughs> uh, now she's i still great <laughs> we have to address one of the weird well, that's, that's not so much a subplot per se but it's kind of a subset mm. of characters who we see a few times which <clears throat> is the police inspector and his partner which Ooh. is played almost entirely for comedy where the the partner actually is sympathetic and tries to like, understand what you know what david's saying about a possible animal and not a because mm-hmm. the, the story is that it was a lunatic which Mm-hmm. makes some sense they have they, they literally have a body of a naked guy that's been shot uh mm-hmm. so i mean I, I get, you get why they would think that but uh no one seems to address the fact that he has like giant claw marks that clearly you <laughs> yes. know look like an animal did it but whatever um mm-hmm. but yeah there's a lot of comedy here where the inspector's like dropping bedpans and like picking them <laughs> up or he, he's like asking he's like because he's offered tea and he's like oh yeah i'll, I'll take some tea and then the, the, the main inspector's like no we're fine and so, I'm like, he keeps keep shooting them down. It's this kind of. Mm. Uh, it doesn't go too far. It's so not super slapstick or anything like that. But it's definitely mm-hmm. it, it stuck out to me watching it this time because I'm like, yeah, these characters are purely for comedy. There's almost nothing else mm-hmm. from these characters but this comedy of their their misshaping partnership.
1: Yeah, no, I, I think that's a good point. Um, which I I would kind of you know, put that over on like most of the comedy in the movie is uh I, there's definitely comedic parts and bits and everything, but nothing ever feels like too over the line or too over the top where it's like, all right, like <laughs> what are we doing? We're like we're full blown comedy now. It's like it all feels like um I don't know, like like, like very believable to me or I don't know. Or at least like alright, that's funny enough that yeah you, know, you can kind of give it a pass but yeah like it never feels too over the top or i think so
0: so alex feels so sympathetic to david that he's lost his friend and is having nightmares but he's about to be discharged <laughs> he has nowhere to stay in london and she offers to put him up <laughs> at her place mm. uh mm-hmm. you know very risky move i think <laughs> but I think sure. she really knows him but yeah. uh, uh although before i move on actually there's also a really amusing scene where she's like taking care of this kid in the hospital mm-hmm. and the kid just keeps saying no to whatever everything she says and i mm. laughed in this scene because another kid comes up and just like hits her in the side with like a book or something with like that and runs away <laughs> and i'm like oh man <laughs> dude you're not paid enough <laughs> <laughs> you're just not paid enough but she she uh, <coughs> she takes him back mm-hmm. and you know again it's the things that make these characters like is little things like this where she's taking him around the apartment and just being like hey this is the, the living room this is the kitchen and every time they walk into him he's like ah delightful ah charming He just like there's some chemistry there admittedly yeah. i'm not really sure why when things get kind of intimate for a moment she immediately just sort of blurts out i've had seven lovers in my life <laughs> three of them were where one night stands and i'm like why are you telling him this right now? I mean, I, even even if you're thinking this is about to get sexy and you're about to have an intimate relationship with this guy, I don't know if now's the time to just blurt out the exact history of your romantic endeavors. <laughs> See, I just assumed that was standard English protocol. Oh, no, did you? Okay. You think that's. Yeah. It's like, okay. Okay. Sex is about to happen. Now's the time to blurt out the numbers. Yeah.
1: It's a very proper way of, like, oh, just so you know, mm-hmm. here's a here's where you'll be going in, in this uh, timeline.
0: <laughs> You're number eight. They <laughs> accept that. Uh, but yeah, they have sex, so the shower on the bed, blah, blah, blah. Uh, mm-hmm. They've kind of they've bonded. She goes to work the next day. Oh, yeah, does have an old nightmare that night, though. He, t- he talks to Jack mm-hmm. again, the dead friend, uh, who, who I do like, like is getting more, like, undead-looking every time we see him. Yeah, he's, like, decaying. Yeah. it's a nice and touch. That-
1: and I forget if it was this time or like the first time, but I, I like when he's like talking about his funeral. He's like, oh, like, hey, you never guess like who showed up and, and stuff. Like yeah, that yeah. He's talking
0: about the girl he likes and how she ended up. She was so upset that she ended up sleeping with this other dish bag that he hates. <laughs> and even in death, he's mocked. And, you know, the yeah. stuff like that was like, yeah, it's, it's just little character beats. Uh, yeah. that They make the characters <laughs> likable. And... Mm. I think, especially watching it when it's not the first time and you know how it's going to end, like, all this stuff with Jack telling him that he has to, like, die to stop the curse, to stop this, it, it does have this horrible tragedy sort of sense to the whole movie where, yeah, inevitably he's going to turn to a werewolf. And he is a good person. He doesn't want to be a killer. So, you know, the ending is kind of always going to be what it is. This is not like Ginger Snaps where there is a potential cure uh, mm. and so on. Um Oh, uh, worth mentioning. This movie also does not have the silver uh, bullet yeah. stuff. Uh, there's none of that. It's just uh, <coughs> you know, you know, any type of like typical, you know, death will do. <laughs> but uh, we we are operating under full moon rules. Although mm-hmm. full moon is uh, at least spread out over two nights. Is it? Is it? Here's a question: Is there technically? Like, when we talk about the full moon, is is there only one night of the month that's technically a full moon? Or is there actually a period of a few days that we can count as a full moon? I, so whenever like, I go outside at night, I always like
1: looking up at like the the night sky and I get Mm a pretty good view at my place. Like you can actually see some stars and stuff and I always look up at the moon and I always think like uh, well I mean obviously not all the time because yeah, sometimes it's half moon or quarter moon or whatever but there's a lot of times where I look up and be like, "Oh, that's like a full moon," but then I wonder like, uh, but does it is count? It like,
0: but does it count? Yeah. Like, if it's if it's slightly before or after the full moon, does it count as a full moon?
1: Yeah, like you can tell it's like, all right, yeah. I'm not sure if this is a full moon or if this is like the night before where it's like getting ready. Like, I don't know. To me, it, like I always feel like eh, close enough. Like, <laughs> if I was a werewolf, I would look up and be like, <laughs> "Yeah, it seems about right." <laughs>
0: yeah well i mean i suppose that 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 leads to a question of like what's the important part then the technicality of it being a true full moon or just that it's Mm. it's big enough that it's enough moonlight to trigger the transformation like what what is the actual because (laughs) one is more of a science thing where it's just enough moonlight Mm -hmm. to trigger it the other one and that one's obviously more variable because it just has to be enough Mm. or is it more of like a like a curse thing where it's like, no, it has to be specifically the night of the, the peak full moon. Because if it's that, then it's a bit weird that it turns into a wolf two nights in a row. Right, yeah. Uh yeah. Which, that's
1: a good question. I don't,
0: know. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either.
1: Uh what happens when a cloud passes by?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think it's okay. I think as long as he's triggered, it's fine. Uh yeah. after that after that's whatever.
1: Want, oh, it it triggers uh like a specifically timed response that
0: mm-hmm. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, once once he's triggered, he's he's a will for you know ten hours mm. or whatever, and that's it.
1: Makes sense. He'll turn back.
0: <laughs> it's fine. Uh, but she goes to work the next day, leaves him alone, mm. and he just he's just kind of bored. He gets locked out. He has to climb back in. He he, he tries to read. He tries to. Oh, I know. when he picked up a book and tried to read, he was he was at right at the end of the book. So I don't know if that was like he's been reading this book and he's because it feels weird that he's, he's that bored by the book that he gives up like five pages from the end if you've got that far <laughs> you, you, you want to, to knock it, it off through. yeah you want to see it to the end but maybe it was like a um
1: maybe the last couple of pages were like an appendix or something there's like i don't need to read this
0: like, yeah because w- afterward man one of the physical things that does point towards his transformation sort of early is the fact that he's never hungry uh, you know it's like the idea that mm. regular food's not appealing to him it doesn't make him sick or anything like because i've seen that in other werewolf stories where regular food will make them vomit or make you know right. be unappealing uh see that with vampires a lot yeah yeah, yeah, it, um, yeah. but he, he can't eat though because there's, there's a cute scene i mean again to make them likable there's a scene where uh, alex kind of forces them to eat almost like he's a kid uh by <laughs> by feeding them no she doesn't quite do the airplane but it's essentially what the, that type of yeah um but you know the, the chemistry but, anyway, uh, but it all builds up to the transformation uh where and the transformation is you know it's the most famous scene in the movie uh for a pretty good reason uh i i imagine it was very jaw-dropping at the time when it came out and it still is i mean i
1: like i you know no matter how many times i see it when it pops up like you're just fixated on the screen and awe. it just i mean it looks incredible
0: it's that famous shot of, like, the hand stretching in front of him yeah. as he's looking at it. That's that's the moment that really kind of works. It's, the, it's that mm. it's those moments where it can change in the shot because there's, there's definitely stuff where it just cuts between shots and, oh, he's a bit hairier mm. now. And, oh, he's a bit hairier now. Yeah. Uh, but it's that moment where you can actually see the hand stretching out that mm. those moments are really impressive and it really gives it, it enough life.
1: Yeah, and, uh, I mean, I should probably i'm sure there's some special feature that talks about how they hmm. did it I, I should probably check it out but like i mean at no point does it ever really look like okay uh they just replaced his hand with a dummy hand that they're stretching out or okay that's like a mannequin's face that is now elongating and, and that kind of thing like it always feels like you know i mean maybe so i don't know this might be one of the you know the best example of like i'm just looking at something and, and feeling like i don't know i feel like this person's transforming i feel like we're not um yeah watching like a model Should... or a mannequin or something changing
0: do you know what we need do you know that moment in avengers where hulk's like that's my secret i'm always angry and he yeah. like transforms in one shot we mm. need that we need the werewolf version of that where <laughs> that would be cool yeah it's just this <laughs> quick slow motion in-shot transformation and obviously mm. that means it's cg but if it's good cg if it's good yeah, yeah we need that moment. We need the. Uh, <laughs> I'd love to see that. That's yeah. my secret. I'm always hungry. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
1: That's my secret. There's always a full moon.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, but he transforms, and we basically get like a series of scenes of him killing different people. <laughs> uh, and for the most part, like it keeps him off camera. It's a lot of POV's. <laughs> a lot of. Uh, you know, there's, there's like a, a couple who are like meeting like some friends for a dinner party, who mm-hmm. uh, get attacked outside. Uh, my favorite one out of this bunch here, though, is the uh, the guy in the subway. I think it's the oh, most yeah. memorable one. Mm-hmm. Uh, all the POV stuff of going down the subway tunnels, uh, and mm-hmm. chasing them. Uh, I think it's really atmospheric, and I, I think Definitely. it's one of those things where the horror stuff on the first like fifteen minutes when they first get bit and attacked and whatnot is good. Mm-hmm. But then it's like, you could argue that, you know, the movie for a lot of it after that is about building the character relationships. It's almost like Mm -hmm. you you could be forgiven up until the transformation that maybe it's, it it kind of forgets it's a horror movie a little bit. So it's nice that the actual deaths that come afterwards are actually quite suspenseful. It's not skimping on the the, the atmosphere for those, uh, (coughs) which I appreciate. So, um, -hmm. and he kills some homeless people as well. (laughs) Just the other ones. Um, and it's during this, I think, actually, where the uh, we see the doctor who is basically suspicious enough about the, the, the sequence of events that he goes to the pub to ask some mm-hmm. questions. And would you believe mm-hmm. it, they're not very friendly to him either. Yeah. <laughs> very standoffish. Uh, but the darts player is feeling guilty mm-hmm. and tries to tell him about the werewolf outside the pub. And then the angry one comes out, he's like, that'll be enough of that now! stop that <laughs> I can't even be, I can't even be getting yeah. to do his voice justice he's got a very specific voice that angry did Yeah, but uh, it's
1: a, I mean you kind of mentioned it before like it, like it's a little tropey or, or cliche I kind of have you know the the bar where you know everyone's like aware of, of the dangers but that you know it's all spoken about in like hushed tones and everything but uh, I don't know I, I really like it though I think it yeah, like works really well. And I like how it feels very ominous and just that, that horror of like everyone knows it's exi- this is ha- is real, but like, you, know, you you just don't talk about it. Like, you don't even want to acknowledge it. And I, 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 I like that a lot.
0: I also get the impression that like everyone in this very small village comes and hides mm-hmm. in the pub for maybe like the two or three nights of oh, the month. Yeah? where there's a full yeah. moon. Like, they, they come here and they, you know, they wait it out. And that's why it was so busy that mm-hmm. night uh so because they they just know that yeah because they know that that's the dangerous time in the month um but uh yeah so so, because a lot of stuff with the doctor try to contact uh alex when he gets back and saying where is he we have to bring him in blah 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 blah. uh he wakes up in a zoo and (laughs) this is mostly comedy stuff uh Mm -hmm. and it is pretty funny but i have to admit that like the comedy like almost gets uncomfortable and not in a bad way there's never anything sketchy actually about it but Mm -hmm. when he's butt ass naked and he's hiding in a bush and he's saying to a little boy hey you little boy i'm a balloon feast come over here and i'll give you a pound and the kid's actually quite smart because when he says like Wait, if you're a thief, why are you trying to give me a pound? <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I, 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 think this all this stuff is like, yeah, very funny. Uh, and, uh, yeah, like I, I, love the the kid's reaction and, yeah, just like yeah, telling his mom like a naked American man stole my balloons. <laughs> She's like,
0: what? That's <laughs> great. Yeah, he ends up stealing some woman's coat to cover himself up. But uh, also, uh, I. I,
1: I I don't know, do you get the impression that, like, when he was a werewolf, like, he snuck into the zoo to, like, have sex with a wolf or something?
0: <laughs> I can't say I did. Uh, I think it was more just that he felt comfortable there, more okay. of a natural habitat, perhaps? I, I don't know. Um... Uh, that's my head that headcanon <laughs> uh, he does say that he feels great though that's one of the things is that after he's like fed as a werewolf he, he feels much better the next day and he's all excited alex is taking him to the hospital he's very frisky he's, he's trying to initiate sex like every step of the way uh <laughs> until he hears about the murders uh, the, the the taxi drivers <laughs> he's like ah oh, it's worse than the uh oh, was it uh jack the ripper it's jack the ripper but he says it in a very particular mm. way i was trying to remember the exact phrasing but mm. yeah worse worse something, than uh something a, of Whitechapel. yeah white chapel or fleet street yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah uh but he runs out and he ends up trying to get himself arrested so it so won't hurt anyone else by I ins- thought this was funny too by insulting the <laughs> royal family yeah <laughs> uh does he call it he calls the queen a man he says a a, a homophobic slur mm. About, yeah, it's a Prince little problematic Charles. stuff, but it's like, yeah,
1: I mean, give it, I guess maybe it gets a little bit of a pass because you're like, all right, well, it, yeah, it's of the time, and then also he, he probably he doesn't really believe this stuff, he's just trying to get arrested, yeah. so, uh,
0: but yeah, yeah, and, the, the, the <laughs> and pol- I like that. Like, the police not uh, having it, he's just like, ah, I don't, enough of this nonsense, man. I'm not entertaining this, can't we? Yeah, it's like, well, what do you want me to arrest you or something?
1: He's like, yes, that's what I want, <laughs> please. <laughs> Um, As if he was really serious, like he probably could have punched him or something, and
0: yeah, but he yeah. could have done. Uh, what's funny is he yells something about Winston Churchill, and the funny thing is, is, that Winston Churchill Churchill was a raging racist, so he's not actually considered that great a person, even though he did help you know do a lot of important things when he was yeah. you know in a position of power. But he wasn't necessarily not like highly the, revered. Yes, but he's not like he wasn't a great person. Uh, yeah. So it's just really funny, but I, I again I kind of believe that maybe that stuff wasn't as known uh, or talked about sure. at the time. Um, yeah. but Also,
1: and you could, if you want to, you could give it the the benefit of a doubt by saying like, well, he's an American, he he doesn't know. Oh sure, yeah, yeah, know, yeah. The British politics behind it.
0: Uh, but he uh he runs away from her. Uh, she goes to the hospital. She basically just sets out the movie until they hear about the wolf rampaging, uh, <laughs> in Piccadilly Circus, but. He ends up in the, the porn theater because he sees the dead Jack walk in, and then he's confronted by the ghosts of everyone that he killed the previous night. Um, and even this has got a dark sense of humor because at one point when they're all suggesting ways <laughs> to kill himself, um, I love this. Yeah, uh, th- 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 it was just the uh, it's the woman from the couple who just really cheerily goes. Uh, you could shoot yourself in the head a gun would be good just, she's so <laughs> yeah. enthusiastic about the way she says it uh the that's idea because this is the other idea is that they're all in limbo until he like ends the werewolf <laughs> curse by dying <laughs> so um but yeah he goes on a rampage we mentioned the porn uh, the porn movie that's playing before but he right. starts killing people in the theater the policemen come in and <laughs> i actually i again i again darkly funny when when he starts rampaging outside and the traffic all starts crashing and stuff. Someone gets like, their head ran over with the the wheel of a car. Jeez. It's like, really brutal. Then someone else gets pinned between two cars. There's, it's like proper chaos. <laughs> uh, and I kind of laughed at the end though because you know Jenny Agutter shows up as Alex mm-hmm. runs towards him and says that she loves him. He hesitates and then like the the, the firing squad all shoot him down and that's basically at the end mm-hmm. of the movie. Uh, very very dark, sort of like you know bittersweet. Not even bittersweet. It's just just better. <laughs> it's a very bitter ending. Yeah um
1: it's it's very sad and like yeah i do think though um that i i i feel like a lot of other american movies would try to have some type of resolution where like yeah he does find a cure or, or the power of love uh you know saves him or something because yeah like he's he spent so much time um you know with this character and you get to like him very much that yeah like you know, having him just, like, gunned down in the middle of the street at the end is, it is, like, obviously, you know, he was a beast that, you know, he's killing people. So, like, you know, it needed to happen, but, you know, it's still very sad.
0: Yeah, uh, all I could think at the end was it was Beauty that killed the beast. Uh, ah, yes. In a way, so just a reference <laughs> to King Kong there a little bit. Um right. <laughs> But no, I mean, his biggest strength is making his care about the characters uh, and making his care about the fact that he's destined to die and he has to die. And the mm-hmm. only thing that he can do that's good for everyone else is to die. So, mm-hmm. you know, he's on borrowed time and he gets, you know, a like, happy few days before he goes, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um. But it, yeah, it's this kind of sad story. and Because actually, mm-hmm. I realized there's a, there's a scene where he calls his parents. In fact, one of the nightmare scenes that we didn't talk about Mm -hmm. uh the one the one that ends with the sort of fake out where he wakes up and then or you think he's woken up and he he sees alex get stabbed but the nightmare Mm -hmm. that happens before that is that he's actually at home with his family uh, in the u.s and these like wolf nazis show up and kill his entire family (laughs) thoughts on this scene It's, it's very very
1: different from the rest of the movie yeah it's very strange, but, uh, again, it works. Uh, and I think, like, you brought up a good point before, like, it's, you know, it's not doing something that the rest of the movie is doing, so it's like... Um... Oh, it's obvious. it's obvious that it's not, like, even
0: pretending yeah. to be real. And, again, it's that idea that he's going to kill everyone around him if he, mm-hmm. you know, goes back home. Because uh, one of the scenes that happens before he goes into the porn theater is that he actually phones home. He phones, and I think it's his little sister that picks up who's like, ten... Uh, and he tries to ask, like, oh, where's mom, Where's dad? Where's everyone? And no one's there. And he's just trying to like, leave a message saying, tell, tell, you know, mum and dad that I love them, kind of yeah. thing. And it's just kind of sad because you kind of get the feeling that he kind of knows that, you know, he he he's feeling homesick. He you know he wants to be with his family, but the safest thing for them is for him to not be there. And uh, yeah, there's there's a there's a sadness to to, to the movie, which again it. It works because you like him well enough and because you like uh, Alex as well to, to a degree. Um, and, you know, it, it's it's a very solid movie in what it's doing. And it's, I, you know, I, I don't think I, I have quite the passion for it that you do, but I think it's a really solid werewolf movie um, and close to the top end of what a werewolf movie can be.
1: Um, oh, without a doubt, yeah.
0: yeah. I mean, I, I like Ginger Snaps a bit more. I think Ginger Snaps... Uh, has an even more distinct sort of focus and its characters and uh, how interesting those characters are. And it maybe feels like it has a bit more to say than this movie does, perhaps. But mm-hmm. uh, this movie is a really, really solid uh, kind mm-hmm. of prototype for what a lot of werewolf movies would be after. Um, including the terrible mm-hmm. sequel, which I barely remember. But I'm sure <laughs> we'll, we'll get to it at some yeah, point. Oh, boy. <laughs> Everyone's favorite.
1: Yeah. No, I, I mean, I, I think, like this is the just the absolute like gold standard i just um yeah i mean from start to finish i i really just really admire it and like yeah i mean I, I agree it's like the you know the story is pretty straightforward it's not like you know it doesn't have like some deep hidden meaning or anything but i think that's perfectly fine when there's you know so much like skill and talent involved and everything around it just feels like it's really firing on all cylinders and like you know, the, the characters are great, performances are great, and uh, again, like, the special effects, like, yeah, I mean I, I agree that the transformation sequence is better than, you know, once you you know see the actual werewolf at the end, but I think I still like the werewolf uh, in the end uh, as well and, yeah, but whew, I mean uh, that, that transformation sequence uh, really can't be understated, yeah. it is, like, so good. Uh, it's
0: notable <laughs> that he dies in an alleyway at the end, which means that Jenny Agator has to become Batman that's just the rules.
1: Oh, of course, yeah that's just the rules, that's how it
0: works <laughs> Uh, <clears throat> for sure <laughs> yeah um, so I,
1: I guess like she would then fight a war on cops because <laughs> the cops are <laughs> the ones that gun him down
0: <laughs> yeah, I guess I mean I think if I'm trying to read into like some themes and whatever like the idea that he's scared mm-hmm. of like killing his family and people he cares about and the guilt mm. of the people that he has killed beforehand—it it, almost—and and guilt's it, a big one, yeah. Even even the werewolf itself is—you know—it's kind of a disease. It does kind of feel mm-hmm. like someone who has a has a contagious disease and is separated from everyone and feels doomed. So <laughs> maybe you you could sort of relate this movie to being about terminal illness in a weird way. True. Uh, sure. <laughs> you know, a contagious terminal illness mm-hmm. that he has to sort of you know ultimately does sacrifice himself but uh yeah which makes it very which is a very sad story it's a very sad story anyway uh what are you going to rate an american werewolf in london
1: uh i mean this might be a little surprising to you but i'm gonna give it a a 10 out of 10 i think uh, i mean honestly i don't think there's anything that doesn't work for me in this movie and i do think like you're, you're talking about werewolves i think this is like you know the the top of the heap that the you know gold standard you know for uh werewolf movies and i mean again i like the characters i like the performances uh i like the music the special effects um and you know at, at no point do i ever feel bored watching the movie um i think it you know sometimes uh, I can be like a, a harsh judge of comedy and like I hate when they try to like you know mix too much comedy in a movie but I think all the comedic stuff in this really works like I think there's very you know memorable bits and lines and like yeah I, I love the you know setting I love the slaughtered lamb like yeah, I I can't think of anything uh you know I, I don't like about it um you know <laughs> the only thing I don't like is that you know I Don't like the director, but I mean, we don't really want to go into that. But (laughs) I mean, uh, you know, even that aside, though, I I think the movie on itself uh, is just, you know, absolutely great. Um, Can't really uh, fault it with anything. So 10 out of 10 for me. I
0: don't really have any like big reasons why I'm rating it a fair bit lower than you. I'm going to give it an 8 Mm -hmm. out of 10. Uh, Mm -hmm. I think it's very, very good. I think it's. <clears throat> entertaining likable characters uh interesting you know mix of cultures because you have this american character in london mm-hmm. uh, you know, all that stuff works quite well i think and you get the sense of tragedy um but clearly just doesn't get the same reaction out of me as it does you uh for no, that's or, fair I mean, you... yeah. Um, I mean, but...
1: yeah everyone has like their different you know things that they like and stuff and especially if you're not like, I'm also a big fan of werewolves, even though I do agree that it's not, like, <laughs> there's a ton of great examples of werewolf movies, but, like, uh, I am still a fan of the creature. So, like, you know, if you're not really big on that, then, yeah, maybe it might not hit as hard.
0: I mean, I, I have nothing against <laughs> werewolves, but I definitely don't like them as much as, you know, like, vampires and zombies, I definitely prefer over werewolves. But, I mean, that's, sure. you know, that's just a taste thing more than anything else, I think. Uh, at this point but uh, we do have one more werewolf it's movie it's no
1: teen wolf is what you're saying
0: oh sharp <laughs> we do have one more werewolf movie even though it's technically going to be spilling into me because uh, we do actually have a more recent film that we we decided to add on kind of last minute uh, so that's coming next time but if you made it this far into the review uh put the phrase slaughtered lamb into the comments uh to let us know you got to the end uh, Tim, you're going to pause for the thumbnails, so I'm going to count it down: three, two, one. Pause. Is that supposed to be the dead friend, or?
1: I don't know what it is. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. All right,
0: all right. Um, Just a
1: face. Take it or leave it.
0: Okay, I'll 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 I'll, I'll leave it honestly. Uh... <laughs> yeah, I'll I'll happily leave it. Um, so yeah. Uh, so honestly, I'm looking at the IMDb user reviews, and there's basically nothing uh to mention because it's you know it's, it's it's a movie that everyone loves and talks about and is rating highly. Uh, no hot takes. It's all just great. This is this, and this is that, and whatever. There's nothing entertaining <laughs> here. Uh, so you know. Hey, this, seg- this segment works better when the movie's trash. <laughs> That's right. all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Right. Uh, so there you go. That is uh, that is American Wolf in London. Uh, you can, of course, uh, like I'll just remind you to like and subscribe and get us on patreon.com slash uh to show your support. Mm-hmm. And you can, of course, catch us on the Twitters at Midnight. Uh So get there for updates, but also just random sh- shenanigans from myself and Tim. Uh, Tim often tries to push his Bram's agenda uh, or his <laughs> leprechaun agenda. I have two agendas. <laughs> yeah. He'd probably push Hellboy as well, just it's not as horror related, so he, he doesn't... Mm.
1: Depending on
0: the mood, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, that is uh, that is American Wolf in London. Uh, so one more wolf movie. Uh, so getting it over time with one more week of werewolf <laughs> stuff. And we'll see for that next time. So thank you very much once again for watching or listening. We always appreciate it. Keep watching scary movies and we'll see you next time.